The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. It's going to be a massive weekend up in Adelaide this weekend and a massive weekend here in the Limestone Coast. And I get to tell you all about it as part of our latest podcast. The Christmas pageant is back. National pharmacies, the kings and queens have been chosen, the princes and princesses as well. And I have got a bloke who has been part of the pageant Forget this, 40 years. John, g'day. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, good. John, how did you come to be part of the pageant in the first place? Look, I was very lucky uh, many, many years ago, obviously back in John Martin's days. Um, I applied for a job there. Um, one of the carpenters who was working on the pageant was on sick leave for six weeks. And um, I em- was employed for six weeks. And then the um, the chappie took another six weeks off. So I was there for 12 weeks. And then I was just asked to stay on a little bit longer. And before I knew it, I was there for the whole year. And 40 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> John, you are in charge of everything when it comes to Stardust Castle. You're the workshop manager. How hard is it to come up with ideas to, to bring floats to fruition for the Christmas pageant? Oh, look, it's it's really difficult because you try and create something. Because of, uh, obviously, copyrights, we can't go copying other ideas. We get a lot of people say, oh, look, can we have a, you know, Toy Story or can we have a Shrek flight? And you can't because of copyright. So... Our artists will come up with different ideas and different concepts. That something's different, you know. And so, yeah, we try our best to come up with something unique. But also, you try and come up with the the wow factor, you know, to a little child sitting on the the side of the road on the blue honor line, and you see this massive, you know, toy float come along. To them, it is huge. So we try and create that wow factor. Now, John, this year, what are we going to see from you guys in the workshop? Well, behind the scenes, there's about 4,000, almost 4,000 people that work behind the scenes, volunteers, drivers, makeup artists. And, you know, we start down here at 3 a.m. on the morning, getting all the floats ready and all the tow vehicles warmed up and ready to go. We line them up on the road, ready at 4 o'clock. And then as soon as the sun is up, we start the convoy into the city. John, there's 300,000 people that are going to watch the show. It is going to be absolutely spectacular. What's it like for you guys to see it all unfold after what has been a year of hard work? Oh, look, it's certainly something special. You know, you, you work all year knowing that, you know, you're going to put a smile on a child's face. And, yeah, there's nothing like it. And something that only really happens here in Adelaide, you know, other states have tried to do something similar and it just doesn't work. And I think you have to be South Australian to understand what the pageant is all about. And I think tradition has a lot to do with that. I think, you know, especially here in South Australia, you know, it's not just your parents or your grandparents. Your great-grandparents, you know, would have taken their children to the pageant and now here we are many generations later and you're still doing that with your own children. And I think, you know, that's something really special and it's, it still continues today. It's all part of the magic of the pageant. It's all going to take place this weekend. Is there anything that's going to really knock the socks off the kids, John? Oh, I think Father Christmas is always a favourite, of course, but I think, you know, the fairy tales, the nursery rhymes, they're, they're always a favourite. But I think the big toys, 
like uh, the big Bruto the Monster, you got the, the big train, the bulldozers, things like that. Uh, I think some of the big shapes are, are huge with the kids. So, uh, you know, I think it's be really special. It will be all taking place on Saturday. John, it's been great to talk to you this morning. Thanks for dropping by. No worries. Bye-bye. Thank you. The Christmas pageant is on in Adelaide this weekend, and if you're not lucky enough to be able to take the kids up for this family-friendly event, it is going to be on our TV screens as well. Now, a sad day today. The Superintendent of Police for the Limestone Coast, Campbell Hill, it's his last day. We get to talk to him. Campbell, g'day. G'day, you, and how are you going? Yeah, good. Cam, how did your, uh, your trip to the Limestone Coast start? So back, I suppose the context was back in 2018, uh, there was an approval for the creation of a new position. So there was a, an operations inspector position. Um, I put my hand up for it when I was working in my previous role in Adelaide and was lucky enough to be picked. So uh, January 2019, I started as what was then the inaugural operations manager or operations inspector role in the Limestone Coast with Phil Hoff. Now, from there, you went on to be our superintendent of police for the Limestone Coast. How long have you been doing that for now, Mark? So I've been doing that for two and a half years. So I've, I've been lucky that I've been able to work across both of those managerial roles in the Limestone Coast with about a two and a half year sort of tenure on either side, which has been fantastic. So what's uh, what's been the best bit of being in the Limestone Coast, mate? Look, I think it's got to be the community. I, I think that that really has to be the only answer from my point of view. Um, you know, it can be a bit of a thankless job in, in the police and, and it, it can definitely be a challenge, but the reality is we, we exist to help people, you know, at their worst times or, or when they're not making their best decisions. So, um, you know, I think the bind that we have and, and that aspect of police legitimacy, which is a, a concept that we really work to, is, is having that trust from the community based on the way we go about our business that, you know, in terms of addressing road safety issues or crime types or, or crime prevention initiatives. Um, if we don't have buy-in from community, then, then we're not going to be anywhere near as effective. So I think the the results and the reductions that we've seen in crime and, and road trauma over the years, um, albeit I've got some brilliant people out on the road doing doing the work at the front line, um, the reality is as well that we are very richly supported by community and, and that's something that I'll, I'll always be, you know, really, really reflective of, but ultimately really appreciative of. Cam, what's next for you? Uh, where are you heading to next? So I will be a headquarters role, so I'm moving into the office of the commissioner as the officer in charge of uh, the commissioner support branch. So it'll be a very different look for what I've had in the Limestone Coast over the last few years and, and uh, definitely a, a change in focus in terms of my day-to-day business. But um, I'd be keenly keeping an eye and an ear on what's been happening down here when I depart. But, uh, yeah, ultimately moving into that new headquarters role will, will be an interesting and exciting new challenge for me. What's the one thing you're going to miss from down here, Matt? Well, look, I don't think it'll be the weather. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, 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 I think, like I say, it really does come back to community. And, and I've said it when we've, when we've caught up at different times over the years that, uh, you know, police, police are community. We, you know, we ultimately perform a role as everybody else does from their respective part. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are all part of the community as well. So I, I think, you know, the relationships that we have in community and, and the relationships we have with, you know, people like yourself and, and other people from other industries and, and agencies and, um, you know, just, just the variety of, you know, the rich limestone coast. It's, it's just that absolute kaleidoscope of people that we've engaged with and then the ability to then run into them, you know, whether it's shopping or out for a walk with a dog or, or just being around in the town and seeing people, it's just such a community-proud, rich environment that I think I'll, I'll really miss that. I think that environment is one that really thrives, and, and I think ultimately it has a real bearing in why 
a lot of people, not just in the cops, but you know, a lot of people that I've met in my time down here have spoken about coming to Mount Gambia or the Limestone Coast with a two or three year plan, and it's twenty years later and they're still <laughs> here. And I, I think that really speaks volume to the the nature of the region and and the, the draw that it has. It's um, it's a destination of choice. We're moving into what is the the busy time of year, and, and again, we are the destination of choice for a lot of holiday makers through the through the summer and the Christmas and the New Year period for obvious reasons. And um, it, you know, it just really is a great region. So I feel very, very, very lucky, and I'm very appreciative of the fact that I've been given the opportunity to work here for as long as I have. Cam, you've been our top cop for a couple of years now. Who is taking over your role? Uh, so Superintendent Cheryl Brown will be the new officer in charge. So she commences in mid-November, uh, which is not far away. Um, so Cheryl Cheryl comes in. She comes in on the back of a comment that she's been doing in New South Wales with our Australian Institute of Police Management more recently. But she has a really rich and diverse history in South Australia Police over a couple of decades in, in some really key areas and some really interesting areas. So Cheryl will bring a, a real suite of skills, some of them different to mine, uh, but ultimately, she'll be coming in as well with that that main aim of uh, you know safer communities and and the same focus as effectively will come through. So she'll be a great addition to the Limestone Coast. I've got no doubt. Hey Cam, it's been great to have you in the Limestone Coast as our superintendent over the last couple of years. It's been great to have you on the radio when we've needed to talk about things that are happening in our own backyard. Uh, I hope everything goes well in the future, and hopefully, you might get a uh, another comment down to the Limestone Coast one day. Thanks, you and yeah. Look, I, I really appreciate it for what it's worth. I, I really appreciate the assistance that we get from the media, and, and then again the buying that we've had from community through through some major events that we've had, and uh, you know pandemics and, and road safety and other things. I've, I've really appreciated it, as I know all of our people do. So it is a great community, and I think that great community proudness and support has got us really well positioned as a really safe place, and it is somewhere that people want to live, visit, and do business. So um, thanks very much, mate. I appreciate it, and I've got no doubt I'll be uh, trying to get on the first plane back to visit. We will get a brand new superintendent of police here in the Limestone Coast over the course of the next couple of weeks, and I will introduce you to her when she gets down here. Now, one of the things that took place last week, Country Cabinet was in town, and there was some huge announcements in regards to arts right the way across South Australia. Country Arts say their brand new season for 2024 it was launched and anthony the ceo of country arts sa had this to say the coup for us next year really is working with bangara dance theater who as many of us will know is an amazing first nations dance company from sydney that performs across the state and what's great about next year's uh, tour uh, is that the work that we're touring it's a work called yuldia is actually the first work of the new artistic director of bangara dance francis rings who's actually um, a South Australian First Nations woman and an amazing choreographer. Your dear um, has this kind of grand sense of theatre and the dancing is amazing. And in addition to that, we've got some amazing um, work for young people and for families. Um, we're touring a wonderful show called Seven Little Wonders from a company called The Paper Boats. And this particular work was created by and with um, uh, artists and theatre makers uh, in Mount Gambia. And it's a, a lovely story about colour and light and music and really focused on children between the ages of three to eight and their families. And what's great is that the work was actually created in the Limestone Coast and um, with the Paper Boats Company, Country Arts will be touring that right across the state next year. Um, and we have some amazing other shows uh, coming throughout the year. But one of the, one of the ones which I think everyone um, will probably want to get tickets to is we're actually touring a 50th anniversary tour 
of Marsha Hines. From art to motorsport, the speedway season is about to get underway. The first race is going to take place at the end of the month, and tickets go on sale from today. Kerry Jennings has all the details of what's going on. Kerry, g'day. Good morning, you. It's going to be a huge season for 2023 2024. On November the 25th, uh, we'll be our opening night with the South Australian Sprint Car title. December the 9th, the Wingless Sprints series is back in Mount Gamble, the Tri Bill. And then at Christmas period, December the 28th, World Series Sprint Car is unfortunately not going to happen this year, but Murray Bridge, Mount Gamble, Avalon, and Warnable, we're going to have a massive Sprint Car Speed Week. January the 5th, We've got uh, Speed Week for Formula 500s and Wingless Sprints Summer Slam. And our biggest meeting for the year will be on January the 18th this year, which is the 30th anniversary of our King's Challenge. I can't believe it's been going that long. No, absolutely. What's the best bit about Speedway, Kerry? Oh, it's family orientated. Like you can, It doesn't matter how old you are. You can come and enjoy it as long as you put some goggles on to get the mud out of your eyes if you're close <laughs> to the fence. Exactly. Um, it's entertainment and people get adrenaline rush from seeing them and uh, the big sprint cars, the wind in their face as they whistle around the, the clay. It's a real family atmosphere. Carrie, cannot wait to talk throughout the season. It's going to be huge. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Tickets are on sale for the first five race meetings of the season for the Borderline Speedway. Make sure you grab yours quickly because they are going to sell like hotcakes. A brand new podcast, it'll be out Friday. Make sure you join me then. Have a great day.